0: Podcast fam, Wyatt's Coffee and resident coffee roasters are companies that operate out of a desire to serve and highlight Gainesville. Dave Chavez purchased Wyatt's Coffee from Steven Damari last year and decided to double down on the two things that excite him the most, serving incredible coffee and creating remarkable experiences. This led him into a journey of refining Wyatt's guest experience and asking the never ending question, what else can we do? Gabe met Noe and learned about his love for Gainesville, his coffee roasting industry experience, and his drive to create. In an instant connection, they developed a plan, drafted an owner's agreement, and got to work. Resident Coffee opened its online doors a couple of months ago, and they're shipping coffee around the United States and providing several businesses with coffee and training locally. And in today's episode, (laughs) my favorite thing happened we drank coffee and we talked coffee notes we hear about Gabe's purchase of Wyatt's coffee partnerships and deciding whether or not it's right for you training your palate instilling values of creating an incredible experience within your team and pivoting that experience during a time of COVID enjoy today's episode You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go, "Whoa." whoa. We kind of work high. on like our harmony yeah. a little bit. Uh, I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> I don't know. I am your host, Colin Austin. My co-host is
1: Michael D. What's going on, man? It's the most wonderful time of the year.
0: <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> right? 2021 is almost there. <laughs> a-
1: I think everyone's <laughs> like really excited for Christmas this year just because like it means that 2021 is on the horizon.
0: You know, so, so a trend, something I noticed was that as soon as Halloween was over this year, like Christmas trees were up like the next day. <laughs> like, it was just, just like, putting, was just like putting like fast forward. <laughs> yeah. So we just want to get there quicker. So anything to get to 2021, Faster will be right. like, like let, let's go. If, if so. you
1: build it, they will come, right? Yeah.
0: But on that note,
1: um, if you're doing some last minute Christmas shopping, uh, and you're searching for that perfect gift. Why don't you get one of these shirts? You can get them on our website. This was from our collaboration with Carolyn Staniski. You can get these awesome Gainesville threads. You can get our WoGMV shirts on our website. Uh, You can find some coffee mugs, some stickers. There's all kinds of swag you can get for your favorite WoGMV listener, subscriber. Um, Awesome, awesome gifts to make awesome stocking stuffers. There's all kinds of things you can do, all kinds of things you can buy to support our podcast. That's right I mean, all the uh, yeah. money
0: goes to build. Goes to the us. Show. It goes
1: to helping do this for another year, hopefully. <laughs>
0: so get your swag for Christmas, y'all. Let's go, and uh, and just a reminder too. I want to let everybody know the year's coming to an end quickly and WHOA uh, GNV is going ahead and planning for 2021 sponsorships um, I know all of you guys who have businesses you're like right now is the time you know November like November and December is like the time where everybody's kind of getting their budget ready for 2021 we're all trying to like okay what's what's 2021 going to look like but I know you have your marketing budgets and you want to get in front of business owners and business professionals well guess what there's no better way to do it than through this podcast baby Right. So reach out to me at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N at repaintthewall.com for more information. I'll send it all over to you. And uh, we would love to have your support as we go into 2021 and uh, just keep this show going. You can support our podcast and get advertising in to the most epic of audiences. It's a true win-win. Yeah, right? So again, reach out to me, Colin, at repaintthewall.com. We really, really appreciate all y'all's support. And now... It's time for some coffee, baby. You can smell it. You <laughs> it can smell how so good this episode's going to be. good in here, you guys. It smells so good. You guys, today on the show, we have Gabriel Chavez and Noe Lopez of Resident Coffee Roasters, a coffee roasting company founded right here in Gainesville, Florida, baby. Guys, what's up?
2: What's up? Right. What's
0: going on? So, you know, I know we said, oh, all right, we're going to get, we always like to start with a story and stuff, but you guys brought goods. That's right. This is like, yeah. I mean, this is like, the best when people bring in the guts. So you wanna go ahead and prep this and make this and tell yeah. us what you're making and let us get a little sample and that way we're really wired up for this episode. <laughs> Heck yeah, so
2: all know he's grabbing everything to make some coffee for you guys, yeah. I think it'd probably be pretty important to let you know that we're actually not going to tell you what we're brewing for you guys. What we want to do is that we want to actually have you guys taste it and then recognize some of the things that you're tasting and just let us know Fabulous. what you think. And then we're going to compare notes and we're going to figure out, you know, wh- what exactly were you guys tasting? Is it close to you know what uh, what was you what you were supposed to be tasting? And yeah, and so Noah here is brewing a pour over coffee. Um, and it is a fun, wild three minutes of brewing. Um, <laughs> and so, Noe, what uh, what are you doing here?
3: Uh, so right now we're just prepping the bed of coffee. We're blooming it, <laughs> okay. getting it all nice and saturated.
2: <laughs> nice. So
0: what? And what, it looks what temperature water
1: do we have here?
2: No, he can't get to a microphone. I believe Noah's brewing at 207. And uh, we're probably doing our shop recipe for sharing coffee. So it's probably about 30 grams of coffee. um, And I believe 400, 500 grams of water. Um, And so what you guys are about to experience is going to be like a really great balanced cup. But I'm really curious to know if like this experience specifically... Correlates to any other coffee that you've had because we've brought something a little bit special to the show today. Um, can you, I mean, I guess while we're brewing, I'll take over your show a little bit. Yeah, Can you ahead. describe to me a little bit? This makes my job way easier, by <laughs> right. the way. I guess, Colin, can you describe to me a little bit about like what your most remarkable coffee experience was? And mind you, that could be anything. You don't have to sit here and nerd out and tell me about uh, yada, yada, yada type of coffee. If, like, if what, you won't, I can. I what could. What comes to mind when I say, like, Coffee and remarkable experience. I, I know you're all about experiences, man, so. Well, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if this is the time to bring it up,
0: but I had a coffee business once. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and uh, it was a company called Gulejo. Yeah. And me and a couple partners were in this company, and we were importing coffee beans from Nicaragua, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, honestly, like the, the part that I miss the most about the business is the coffee. <laughs> you know, it was like so delicious. Were you guys uh, roasting it yourselves? We, or? So we were, but we were working with local, like we didn't have a roasting machine. We mm-hmm. had like, we worked with local roasters gotcha. who did it for us. Um, and, but man, it was just the, the experience part of it for me was like w- right when it's roasted like freshly roasted coffee and then grinding it, that smell, I mean like the, the smell, I know you're joking like oh, I mean, I haven't even tasted it yet, like the smell in this room you guys, that's like part of the experience right there. It's just so rich <laughs> and so good. Um, But man, I just miss that like fresh, 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 fresh coffee. The the, the smell from the room. Yeah, and like I mean, for me, for me, like uh, that medium roast is like what I prefer. Uh, We used to have one that was kind of a little bit lighter. It was called aged, and I I didn't prefer it as much as I did the others. But man, that medium roast is like solid uh, but no it's just that that is the experience for me is just the freshness of it so the which smell is, the sensory
2: yeah. stuff yeah yeah i mean the sensory stuff is what we geek out about as well oh yeah i mean that's one almost 100 percent part of our job when it comes to residents just constantly tasting and tasting and tasting and making sure everything is the way that it should be um i think for me like when i think remarkable coffee experience it comes down to like the people and the location mm. um like Kind of cheesy, but I, my wife and I fell in love uh, in a coffee shop. Uh, We so we're both students at UF. And uh, I was getting my education degree. She was in the College of Agriculture for Family, Youth, and Community Sciences. And we both just started spending time and day after day after day after day until one point we both looked at each other and we're like, what are we even doing here? <laughs> and so I totally feel you when, it, when you say sensory stuff. It's just like the, the smell that fills the air, the familiarity, you know, that to be around with each other and stuff like that. But I think Noah just finished brewing the coffee here. Nice. So let me get some. Uh, Get Um, your fancy
0: WHOA GNV podcast mug available at WHOAGNV.com. And uh, (laughs) while he's
2: doing that, I got some pieces of paper for you guys. And so you don't have to actually write on them, but I figured might as well. Um, So basically... This has a list of about 20 flavor notes that you can find in coffee. Um, and what I'd like for you to do is taste your sample, of course, wait for it to cool down a little bit, don't burn your tongue, and then uh, just to, like find three things in that list that this might remind you of. Um, and then, of course, if it reminds you of anything else, I'd love to hear about it as well. Okay. I'm excited
0: about yeah, this. Yeah, Mike is. Gonna, I feel like Mike will be really good on this. I'll probably fail, but I'm excited.
3: <laughs> there's, there's no failing. There's no failing. Did I, I like that kind of test.
0: Sarah? Oh, you're not? Oh, I got you. Well, you're about there. to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So for everybody who's listening, we're just like smelling and getting this ready to the sit. Yeah. This is the sniffing part. This is the boring part for you guys. Skip 15 seconds. Skip 15 seconds in your dig audio. i this
1: out of my mouth. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, right? Right. Oh, I <laughs> need to, need What's that,
1: that does sound, sound does trend that's sample? going around? Oh, um, what is it called? I know exactly what you're talking about. SM something? Yeah. SMOI? Some, somebody. You, you know, um, where you're really like into like the sounds that things make. ASMR. 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 Yeah, I, I knew somebody would be there. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 James, but I need you to help me on my cheat sheet here, because I feel like all I get is rum and Coke in mine, and, <laughs> and that's definitely it. how it's in
2: it. That's, that's what it is. It's actually uh, not coffee. Sorry, it's because of
0: what i <laughs> And having a little cocktail before we recorded. Okay, I'm gonna
1: take this way too seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm I like terrible at it. I mean, this aroma. is
0: this is delicious, but I cannot tell you like the notes. I mean, as terrible as that is, but I'm pretty sure it's just because I've been eating chicken sandwiches and <laughs> and. Uh, you know, having a little cocktail beforehand. So, but so, Mike, tell us, please. Your well, your expert. I was just. Expert, yeah, I'm not uh, there yet, but I was going to have a, a comment on it because I think
1: you know, the relationship with coffee, the experience with coffee, is a, an interesting thing to talk about. Um, you're someone, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to mischaracter, but you're always on the go, right? Hmm. And so, your relationship with coffee is probably more uh, functionality, getting that caffeine boost for productivity and stuff, where you're just downing it and going on with your day. Now I know you like coffee and you like your drinks and everything, but there's a difference between that and your, you know, Saturday morning reading the newspaper, enjoying your cup of coffee and really just kind of, you know, experiencing it type of drinker. Um, which I am sometimes and I'm not a lot of times, but but just commentary right. there. Right. I think a lot of people do in, in the in the hustling, the entrepreneurial community, like we have that like go, 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 you down it, you you know, move on in, and I wonder how many people are actually like savouring, you know? To, to mm. actually kind of mm. yeah, just just throwing that out there, I don't know. As I'm
0: yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the functional. I mean. Don't get me wrong. Like I love it. So it, it it's the setting, right? It kind of goes back to yeah, what I'm saying. I think for, it for me, it, it varies. Like definitely during this time of you know business and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's functionality. It's like let me get my caffeine and let me get to work. Let's go. Let's crush the day. Hmm. Uh, but I definitely start my morning with with you know, coffee every single day. Um, I love coffee. Um, but you know, man, those like vacation moments. When you're like chilling on the back porch of some cabin, or like, you know, just on, I don't know, just, or maybe even looking over the beach, chilled out. Like, I mean, that's the savory moments, right? That's like, I'm going to, I'm going to sip this and enjoy this experience. I brewed one of these at a rest stop one time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's i mean i feel like that's hardcore i like
1: it <laughs> no, is this like an electric kettle or like a plug in cigarette lighter yeah huh? you plugged in right next to the soda
2: machine okay made a fire at the rest station slowly heated the kettle up
1: <laughs> that's outstanding all
2: right, so, all right
1: so, i've got my three all right but you do you have your three no i'm not gonna i like no, I, you have I, a three. I have, come on I have, fail miserably have, fail proudly fail miserably
2: that's yeah, exactly yeah. Well, absolutely. what
1: you're doing here is i'll get by all right i gotta like so there are way too many choices, and I suspect that none of these are going to be correct. But I circled whiskey, woody, and tobacco. Mm. That was clearly wrong.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I mean, I'm, I'm def- currently sipping on whiskey. Don't, so don't pick def- <laughs> those three. I know, but I definitely get the woody, the woody aspects to it. Um, uh, I would say chocolate, brown sugar, and woody.
3: Hmm, two
0: woodies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like us. That's our, next, that's our next business name. Two woodies right next to each other. James, what do you think, man? Uh, I had the exact same as Mike's. Really? <laughs> really?
2: Wow. The exact same, like you had yeah, circled that? Point. Show me, don't lie. Well, don't oh, you know don't have that, a pin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Does this remind you of any other coffee that you've had or like any other like hmm. experience that you've had with a cup of coffee? Does it bring you back anywhere when you sip on it besides just like general coffee?
1: I, would, I, I wouldn't say so, I would say that it's unique. Um, yeah, like it doesn't, it, flavors do have that knack of, sorry, I'm, I'm leaning back as I'm sitting here like. they have that knack to trans, uh, transplant you somewhere and, and I don't wanna say by not getting that that it's you know a commentary on, on anything but just the fact that I feel like it's a unique taste that kind of is different on its, on its own leg.
0: <laughs> are, to are you determine anywhere? Determine besides where him? I am right yeah. now? <laughs> where am I? Hmm. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I want to be taken back somewhere right now, but <laughs> but I'm not getting there. So why don't you help me get there quicker? <laughs> well, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, very good. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, yeah, well, that's the first
2: good. step. That's the first step is that it's good. You know, it should should be a balanced cup, should be something that doesn't taste bitter. Mm-hmm. Or uh, uh, I think the my, my least favorite thing whenever you drink a cup of coffee is, is astringency. You know, when you sip on something and it immediately dries your mouth out. It's the worst feeling in the world. Um, and so I, I'm glad that you guys got a chance to experience a balanced cup. Um, your bag notes, or, or flavor notes per se, are definitely gonna be a little bit different than what <laughs> we ended up cupping on this coffee. Um, this is actually our newest coffee offering. It's an Ethiopian coffee, and it is actually, this is a gift for you guys. And so, this coffee... With these sticky note and everything. <laughs> Love it. Uh, when we cup this coffee, we tasted nectarine, we tasted um, Earl Grey tea, and we tasted honey. Um, now, mind you, we've been tasting coffee for a long, mm-hmm. long time. It's been a long time and since so, I got
0: an <laughs> yeah, <it's> Complete failure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and so, when we're tasting coffee, we're tasting coffee specifically to see, get into like... It, I go like this. Yep, so you guys should check that out. Look, I love the packaging too, guys. Thank really nice. you, thank you. We uh, we hired, his name is Shelton Seraphim from Issue 91. He's a designer here in town. Amazing, amazing work. Um, but yeah, so when we taste coffee, we're tasting coffee to, to pinpoint specific notes and kind of find uniqueness between all of the coffees that taste, you know, coffee-like. <laughs>
1: So it's funny because I am a probably more of a hot tea drinker these mm. days, and there was part of me, and I, I will I will fail miserably on it, but there was part of me that was like, there's Earl Grey, like I, I got that a little bit, but ultimately I kind of talked myself out of it, maybe picked something else up and went a different way, but but I did kind of have that for a little while, so I feel a little vindicated. I was never going to get nectarine and honey. Yeah. You always got to go with your first gut reaction. Right. Right. I I learned that once again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So indecisive.
1: Right. Well, you know.
0: So, I mean, so guys... I mean, this is, this is a lot of fun. Uh, our listening audience is probably like, all right, get on with the show. Uh, so so let's talk a little bit about story. So I mean, I so we had Steven DiMari on the show. Yes, you did. And this is when he was the owner of Hippo, and he still is, mm-hmm. right, Hippo and Wyatt's. Mm-hmm. And so you bought it from him. Mm-hmm right, Wyatts, Mm -hmm. and now you're in this new venture. Yeah. So, I mean, why don't you tell us a little bit about the story, how you guys connected, how that whole thing went down when you bought that from Steven, because he's a great guy. That's how far
3: back you want to go. Yeah,
0: I
2: mean, (laughs) third grade works. I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Mrs. Hill's class (laughs) was a nightmare. Um, Nah, so Steven and I met. Way way back, we met before the Wyatts concept even opened at all. Um, Wyatts originally originally opened in 2016 in Midtown. We had uh, they opened an eight little tiny eight seater shop, and I think the reason why I'm using the the we verbiage is of course because now I own it. But then outside of that, um, that's actually when I met him. One of my friends was working for him, and um, I was asked to help build that shop out. And so I sitting there. Um, laying tile on the <laughs> on everything, setting up crown molding and all of that, knowing nothing about coffee. Um, and then, as the shop started getting set up, um, I started learning a little bit here and there. But um, I was someone that was unemployed. I uh, well, I was technically employed by by Stephen at the time, helping him build the shop. Um, but I had a, I have a degree in education, um, and so. I was like, what, what am I sitting here? like? I'm working a barista job, I should be doing something else, and so I, I like delved into the world of education, left coffee altogether for a while, and then um, I got a call again in 2018, and he was like, hey, so first shop didn't work out. Bad location, Midtown is. It can be a really great area, but it can also be a, a not so great area. Um, it's really tough to get parking and, um, it's hard to keep doors open, and so he basically called me It's like we're we're opening a second location we're opening in downtown where mochi used to be um, i you know you and I got a chance to talk for a little bit. I got to see your passion about coffee. I want you to be the GM of that store, and uh, I was teaching third grade at the time. Um, And I kind of, I got off the phone with Steven and looked at my wife and I was like, what in the world? Like, this would be the craziest move. But like this part of me, like way, way, way in the back of my mind was like, I, I love business. I love this idea of entrepreneurship. Um, you know, I, I, to go way, way back even more, I'm an immigrant. I was born in Ecuador and coming to the United States, there was always this idea of like, let's do something. You know, let's 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 start something new. And so this idea of getting involved in like a brand new project was super, super alluring to me. Um, and so I, I took a leap of faith. I, um, I it was the end of the year. I said goodbye to my students and um, I became the GM over at Wyatts and. Um, over the first two years, started working to transform what was uh, kind of a very basic baseline mission of, of what coffee service could be into what what I consider now to be like one of the best coffee experiences that you have in Gainesville. Um, and then um, in August of last year, a little before August of last year, Steven sat down with me and he, he like sat me down in his office and he asked me to close the door behind him. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> What's happening? That's never fun. I either did something, or I'm about to get fired, right. or you know they're going to tell me that this store also didn't do well, even though I knew that it was going well. And um, but but he sat down and basically described to me this image of where he wants his company to go. He, as you know, is is crushing the popsicle and ice cream game and. Um, He wanted his company to be hyper focused on those specific things. And for that reason, he was like, Well, Gabe, I want to divest Wyatt's and uh, I want to offer it to you first. And it was one of those like super humbling, like sovereignty of God moments where you're like, Whoa, 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 what? Like, I I didn't get into this with this expectation. I, I got into this to learn about business, to learn about managing people, to learn about leadership. I'm passionate about coffee, so I wanted to learn about that. What in the world? And so my wife and I took about a month. We. Basically, the decision was: Do we want to stay in Gainesville? Because <laughs> this is a long-term commitment, right? You know, we're, we're going to be owning a business here, and uh, we took the big, big, big first step, and we said yes, and raised some uh, basic working capital, and uh, you know, signed the papers and, and started started going. And so, um, a little bit before the, kind of that signing date, where we officially like purchased Wyatt's and started operating it as ourselves, um, I had met Noe at this is gonna sound funny at a latte art competition you guys know what latte <laughs> totally. art is yeah. okay 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 wonderful so basically you pour steamed milk right. over espresso make a beautiful pattern whoever makes the prettier pattern wins right how many people compete in this um i mean it totally depends i mean there's some that are that like out. 25 to 30. Really? Yeah, and, no, and it was God sold dang. out pretty early on. What? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend that
1: went to Japan to do this. This but, is yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: it's super, super nuts. And so this was at uh, this was at a cafe here in town, and um, we. You know, it was a big event. Everything was popping, lots of music going on. I was looking around the room, and you know, I've been in the coffee industry here for a bit. So I recognize almost everybody. You know, I know everybody that works at all the coffee shops. Everyone's super excited to be there. My baristas are there, super stoked to see what happens. Um, and I see this guy, and I'm like, who in the world is that? He has a baby, um, a wife. Uh, I think your wife was pregnant at the time, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth was pregnant at the time. And I was, oh, like, was he like your competition? Well, well, well at first I, I didn't even know like he was. like bracket style. And so, uh. first round happens, I make it through. Second round happened, well, second round, I look over and it's this weird guy. And I'm like, it's it's Noe. And I'm like, well, wait, what, who, I, I had no idea what to expect. You know, I had no idea how long he'd been in coffee. I had no idea what was happening. But in my head I'm like, this is no problem, I'm the general manager of like a coffee shop here in town, I do all the training for everybody, like this is no problem, um, I, you know, you do a thing, you pour your latte, you put it down, you look up, and I look over at his, I'm like whoa, completely like destroyed me, it was a unanimous vote, three votes went to him, none to Dang. me, um, I lost, no he continued, but, uh, I immediately sparked a curiosity with like, who the heck is this guy? Um, So I went home, followed him on social media, uh, finds out find out that he had been working at coffee for years, uh, and found out that he was roasting coffee at home as well. So I reached out and I was like, hey dude, you're roasting coffee at home. Like, do you ever want to make this a business? Um, And he was like, yeah, I have this whole project. It's called uh, Resident Coffee. You know, we're we're thinking about going off the ground at this date. I was like, that's fantastic. I wanna represent y'all at Wyatt's. Like, let's, let's meet up at some time. Um, and then nothing ever happens. As, as a lot of these conversations happen, like nothing ever happens. Um, and then um, a little while later I reach back out and basically we just start hanging out and we start meeting and we start tasting coffee together. And this crazy idea happens of like, hey, what if we just start resident Together, I have a store that sells coffee, sells coffee in pretty high volume. Um, You have the talent and the skills and all of the necessary abilities to make this happen really, really well. It's like, why don't you just join me on this journey? And that's uh, that's kind of where we started. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there's a lot that I left out, but
3: (laughs) yeah. I mean, so if we we want to go over my background, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I mean, like,
2: yeah.
0: Keep
3: going. Sure. So um, basically, I got my start in Dallas. I uh, lived there all my life, and I too met my wife at a coffee shop. She literally <laughs> walked through the door and uh, was the. F- I was the first person she saw, and so made the connection. You know, and uh, things started. She's going. looking at
0: you. She's like, "Noe latte, Noe latte. Yeah. So she's like, how do I choose?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yeah, so um, I got my start in Dallas. Um, worked at a couple different cafes. Actually, got my start at Starbucks. Uh, that kind of, I feel like that kind of laid down a good foundation as far as like work ethic. And from there, I got sparked my interest in coffee and began to work my way through different cafes. Um, ending up at a specialty coffee roaster in Dallas and um, worked for them for quite a bit Helped them kind of see through multiple different locations, uh, openings, um, and managed their coffee roasting program for about four years. Um, So throughout that time, I really came to just really love everything about coffee. I mean, I learned as much as I could about brewing, espresso, customer service, roasting, um, any sort of logistics on the side of like delivery and packaging, uh, making sure that everything went perfectly for them and then uh, trying to figure out like anything else that I could possibly do. Um, So I was with them for about four years and gaining on the last year, uh, just things began to be pretty difficult to live there with a family and a young kid Um, as far as uh, this, just pretty expensive, rent kept going up on us. And um, my wife's family is here in Gainesville actually, and she grew up here. So uh, for lots of different reasons, we ended up moving here to Gainesville about four years ago, uh, pretty close to four years ago. And uh, I took up an insurance job, and so I was working in insurance for quite a bit until this past August. Um, which was super, super strange compared to like working only coffee jobs. Um, but I think it, it humbled me a lot. It gave me a different perspective on work and what that means um, and taught me different things. Uh, but throughout that time, basically, I still had the same dream of pursuing coffee in a different way. Uh, so, what that looked like was I began to research what it would take to start a coffee roasting company here I had uh, been to all the coffee shops locally um, and tried all the coffees that there were to offer and just didn't I didn't feel like there was something that I could um, that I could feel at home with and so I figured I would start it so, I purchased a small uh, roaster and kind of figured out what I can do to make that happen. So, I don't know if you remember, but maybe a couple of years ago, you might have seen like little, like brown, like resident bags going around. I had like a small, like a subscription going on and would deliver to homes and drop off bags of coffee. Um, so, that was going well, but it was not nearly enough to sustain me or. Um, it was also pretty difficult to get it off the ground with um, a newborn and uh, family and stuff like that, and also working a full-time job. Um, so kind of uh, around maybe a year and a half ago, that's when I met Gabe at the Throwdown. And um, we- I'm, are, c- are you destroyed him.
2: I'm curious though, <laughs> like my, my perspective of you, just strictly that night, when, when you stood up next to me, it was like, who is this guy? No idea who you are. Uh, what was your perspective? Do you remember? Was I like, was I memorable at all? Like,
0: who is this, who is this goofball? Is this I'm about Hoover, to destroy like, your face. Let's go. <laughs> is that what oh, you were thinking? You was just a thousand mindset. I <laughs> think I had
3: seen Gabe before at some point. I don't remember. Do you know where. who he was? No, I don't you think knew who okay. he was at the time. Not okay. memorable. Um, and
1: yeah, I, I didn't. Now was this for, when you guys met up, was this the first uh, round of the bracket or did had you had you both advanced?
2: We had both advanced. Okay. This is the second yeah, round. I think it was the second yeah, round. Yeah, that, that was the second round. <clears throat> <clears throat> but yeah, after the
3: throwdown we, we we connected. Um I think it was either through social media or texting or some kind. Um, but we had a we hung out a couple times and just kind of started throwing around the idea of like how could we co- possibly make this happened because he had seen my resident stuff before and he had tasted, I had given him coffee to taste um, for my home roasting stuff. Um, mind you, I had been roasting for four years beforehand in Dallas already and kind of had like a, a good idea of where what it takes to make this happen. Um, but I had been in a different position where I didn't know the whole business owner side of it. I had just been an employee um looking back i wish i would have asked more questions as far as like uh green purchasing um uh selling and like sa- sales making accounts and building relationships and such like that um yeah we we started hanging out a couple times and after a while i think the ball started uh the ball started rolling and it became more impar- more apparent that um, it seemed like we had comparable um, strengths to each other, as far as like Gabe had the whole business side of things down, and I had more of the skill set necessary to get the roasting off the ground, and uh, as far as uh, getting all the co- coffee quality under control.
2: And then to to like be super specific about that, he's talking about like sourcing green coffee, Mm -hmm. sampling and tasting. I mean, mind you, before the selections that we have on our menu today, you know, at Resident, we probably sampled through like 50 to 60 samples. And I mean, these are just... I would say that's, that's about right, 50 to 60 samples for the selections that we have about right now. Yeah, we only have so. five coffees on the menu right now. And so um, it, there's tons of sampling, there's tons of quality checking, uh, roast profiling, and then tasting and tasting and tasting and tasting, all of which I had no idea how to do. There was this crazy idea in my head where I was like, okay, well, Wyatt's is doing great, but as you know, like you need to diversify your business. You need to diversify your revenue streams. And I always had this like, Roasting is, is the place where we need to be, but I never knew how to do it. I never knew even how to start, even how to take the first step, um, and that's 100% where Noe came in.
0: I have so many questions. I was gonna say, I, I, if you've
1: ever listened to this podcast before, you know that Colin has all these business questions, <laughs> and I wanna talk about coffee for a little bit, so I'm gonna, gonna let you go talking, first. Yeah, let's talk about the let business you go questions.
0: Well, actually, I, you know, I want <clears throat> I wanna ask one question about the competition, like with the art and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like are you, are we talking like you can like make a scooter like with the foam type thing or like how, like how detailed is the I mean
3: the, like, the I could art? try but it's mainly about like it's mainly about how it's poured and how the milk interacts with the espresso and the crema and how it's dispersed the how the espresso is dispersed by the milk to create a design
2: Right, so you're not drawing per se. You're, no, no, I get that. Pouring the the milk pouring is what's creating the the design. But I mean, it's pretty intricate. Yeah, it's it pretty.
0: intricate. I mean, I've yeah. seen scooters on it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was just done in you Photoshop to do a, a for
2: collaboration beverage. <laughs> there are 3D printers. New scooters for Oh, like, uh, There are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they make 3D printers. It's pretty cool.
0: Um, talk to me about the. I mean, pulling that trigger of getting into a partnership. Sure. And one of my favorite podcasters. <laughs> Dave Ramsey yes, says the only the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, and like partnerships are tough. Like I I've been in them, so I mean, getting, uh, but I also like love them. I'm also in one, so I mean, we have we have one with a repaint. So the you know getting to that point where you're like, okay, like let's do this. <laughs> like, what was that conversation like? What what did it, each of you guys bring to the table? You know, is, is it fifty fifty? Is it like you brought like like from a what well, It had to be an investment standpoint. Was there money? Like, do you need money? Do you need me to give you guys money and be a partner? this like <laughs> like where are you guys at now? And with all of that kind of coming together, can you kind of explain that process? Yeah, sure. I think it's super valuable to a, to our audience who might be considering getting into a partnership.
2: Absolutely. Um, Almost every piece of advice that mentors gave me, like coming into all this was avoid them, avoid them, avoid them, avoid partnerships altogether. Um, Which is kind of funny, because that's one of the first things that I did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) I guess guess we'll learn. Um, But. It's like
1: when the waiter says, careful, this plate's hot, and the first thing you do is touch it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I feel you. Partnerships, sign Um, me up. (laughs) um, So, the reality is, uh, I mean, a, approaching the conversation, I, I think we were both very skeptical. I, I think that that's that's the beginning of it. Um, we were both very skeptical about the idea of potentially partnering, uh, of what a financial or a business partnership would look like. Um, I mean, to be frank, I, I don't think I, you and I ever discussed this, but for a little bit there, I was like racking my bank and trying to figure out if I could hire you as an employee first. <laughs> um, and it it was just like. Mm, Sure, I could, but will it provide, like will we have the synergy and the values needed to be able to really launch this thing off the ground? Um, And so um, we, over the course of, I mean it probably ended up being like six months and meeting like probably like once a week at least or once every other week, um, we began talking about what this would be like. And it really came down to not just, not just percentages and not just money involved or anything like that, I guess, I would say the first three months of it all was just aligning values, just making sure that we were both on the same page, making sure that we would both think the same way when it came to critical business decisions, approach, approach things similarly had the same worldview when it came when it comes to let's just be frank taking care of people taking care you know ethically forming business partnerships ethically uh, purchasing coffee yeah Mm -hmm. that's a that's a really big one Um, so three solid months of I mean you can put it in a funny way one of our one of our coffee importers uh, he looks at both of us and he's like cherish your relationship and he almost talks about it like a marriage because in some ways business partnerships can be like marriages you're looking out for one another percent you're you're looking out for one another you're caring for one another you're getting know each other, and so, I mean, for three months, we, we were just dating. <laughs> we were recording each other, kind of figuring out, like, is this something that even has a possibility of working? Um, within those three months, we started talking about what potential deals could look like, and, um, I came up with a, a pretty creative solution um, that allowed us to kind of get a big jump start with the company and then allowed Noe to be able to do what he needed to do with the assets that he had. And if you want to explain that a little bit more.
3: Yeah. Um, so, kind of going back a tiny bit, um, yeah, we definitely, over that course of time, well, first off, when we first started to meet, I think immediately we both had the sense of, okay, we agree on the same uh, coffee philosophies, like we we both understand, have a a good understanding of what we both want for coffee, and um, experience, community, and customer service, but also care for our employees, and just general care for people. Um, So I thought that first time that we hung out and kind of talked about those things, I felt a sense of relief and um, understanding, because I had, before then, over the course of like like two years, I had already been kind of dreaming up this idea and trying to find a way to get it off the ground. I had already spoken to a couple different uh, VCs and tried to get the funding, but uh, they all fell through or some of them were close, but ended up not being a right fit. And just going back to that kind of gut feeling, just didn't feel like it was gonna be beneficial for me or a right fit as far as, like Gabe said, like world view um, and how we treat people and stuff like that. Um, But as far as the partnership deal, yeah, we we definitely had tons of different ideas over the course of those couple months. and it was really difficult because I was also working full-time at the time and I didn't have a lot of money to put towards like a buy-in deal either and so basically to keep it simple we basically ended up on doing uh, kind of like a mer- uh, mix of like sweat equity um, and um, yeah yeah that's pretty much it uh, sweat equity and some funds
2: mm-hmm Absolutely, um, and so it—it's uh, it, been a blessing um, because getting off the ground on anything is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, and specifically, like, I mean, I haven't specifically been in those shoes, but like for Noe, being in the position of, you know, having two kids and a wife to take care of at home, and um, and being in the situation where it's like, okay, well, quitting a job to go into unknown is is like. It's a big, big deal, um, and so creating the structure that we did kind of provided security for for the launch of such a crazy ordeal, and allows allowed us to reduce a lot of our like overhead costs. Um, but then also um, is providing him the ability to also purchase into the company, um, and so to to be completely transparent and clear, like um, Noe is going to become a part owner. Uh, well, Noe is a part owner of of Wyatts and Resident. We're running both companies under the same umbrella. Cool. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right, you want to do your, I was <laughs> going to say, did you get your, all right, so I, I got plenty. Yeah, but, uh... no,
1: I have some coffee questions because sure. this is usually the way our podcast, <laughs> if you ever listen to our podcast, this is the way it goes. Colin <laughs> Colin wants to talk about the business, which is great. I like to talk about what you do. Um, the first thing I'm concerned with right away is how do I ACE this test, right? So do you guys do cuppings? Do, yeah, do you like yeah. teach people how to taste these like notes and everything? And yeah, what, what is that like? Absolutely. When
2: can we do that? Yeah, so before you go, to be honest with you guys, I 100% believe that the reason why y'all tasted what you tasted is because um the cups are were d- dirty there was like a very strong i don't know if it, it wasn't I like a it wasn't it wasn't a dirty smell it was, call smell. Call it was no no no, no. I, and i don't mean to rip you listen you wash them it's totally okay but they did not dry correctly some maybe a little bit of water there was like before we poured any coffee i don't know if you noticed but i was like sniffing cups and that was the first thing i noticed <laughs> nah,
1: if, I, if i noticed that i probably thought you were really weird but
2: <laughs> no, no no fair enough fair enough there was like a strong musk in all the cups right. and musk typically like is transformed when when you smell it, as like woody notes, uh, earthy notes, and so a lot of what kind of came through for you guys, to be honest, was probably I don't I don't yeah. want to say. Well, listen, I don't want to say.
1: <laughs> what what are you drinking right now? No, I'm just, kidding, I'm just kidding. What are you drinking right now?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, outside I'm, of coffee. No, I mean I like a cocktail, under- rum and coke. Yeah, okay, so you
1: got rum and coke. So I immediately like circled. I, I've got some uh, swamp head, big nose, l- local here, but I immediately circled around and say, uh, you know, hops, malt, yeast, and wine, and, and I almost circled malt too. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking about what is what is on my t- you know you yeah talk about a palate cleanse or something. And absolutely, we didn't have
2: sparkling that, water is your best palate cleanser. We did not come prepared. Yeah. <laughs> my so like I typically run into our cuppings for resident or even for Wyatt's right after having lunch. And it's the worst because the like unless you're properly cleaning your mouth out, like you you have all of lunch sitting on your palate, right. and when you slip when you slurp on that coffee, it's like you're tasting the ham that was in your sandwich earlier, <laughs> or you know the the drink that you oh, had man. with it or whatever totally it is. Neat. And so right. funny enough, like people that like go into competition for cupping and all of that, they often starve their palates. Like, they're choosing not to eat or drink like sweet or spicy or like seasoned things mm-hmm. so that they could properly taste what's in the cup. And that's really nerdy. That's, yeah, it sounds, that's, that that's, really, really it also sounds sounds awesome.
1: Like, I kind of like it. It's like yeah. that, those are like the
2: hyper focused yeah. people. Like, they're like on it. <laughs> feel,
0: but to answer your question, yes. I feel like you <laughs> be in that competition. I could totally see you in that competition. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, me and you.
1: Yeah, I mean, t- so 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 you guys do cuppings. When when do you yeah. do them?
0: Well, we do mainly for for
3: quality control, for tasting new coffees, and then for educating staff. Um, I guess once everyone feels comfortable, sure, sharing cups again, we could do public cuppings if that's cool. Yeah,
2: yeah no public cuppings right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I, 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 I think right. everyone, no one's doing public cuppings right now. So, but well, there's so, a lot of slurping. So walk
1: me through it, like so as you do it for your for your trainings, like how what. How does, that, how does that look? I mean, do you have them, like, you know, take take this coffee, right, that, that uh, has notes of nectarine, honey, and Earl Grey, do you have them eat a nectarine, drink some honey, drink some Earl Grey, and then try to find it, and they're like, what what does that look like? I'm just throwing a dart out there.
3: But. No, typically it's a pretty quiet process. Um, mainly you don't want to influence anyone's thoughts or uh, perception of the coffee, so it's a pretty quiet process, and then everything is discussed afterwards, so, just because you tasted woody or malty or whatever you tasted mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's necessarily wrong. It just means that your palate's different and maybe you had something that was causing you to taste that differently.
1: But there is a right answer. Or, uh,
3: generally,
2: yeah,
1: there
3: could yeah, so there it, can so be. So
2: funny enough, like uh, basically the, the goal of, of training when it comes to like a barista, one of the goals of mm-hmm. training is palate alignment we want everyone to recognize, like if I recognize a nectarine note, we want everyone in the room to recognize a nectarine note. And we recognize that everyone's palates are differently, so we have to approach that differently with everybody. The way everyone tastes sweetness is differently. Mm-hmm. The way everyone tastes, you know, savory qualities of something is different. And so like you were saying about eating nectarines and actually drinking Earl Grey, well, those aren't things that we do per se in a cupping. Those are great tools to be able to uh, hone in on Right, so how do you stuff. train
1: your palate to pick up those notes is really-
2: Eating and drinking a lot of different stuff. But specifically, if you're talking about cupping- Drink a lot of coffee. just mm. comes down to that. Drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> okay.
1: So what kind of technique did we use here today? Uh, well, this is called a
3: Kalita. It's a pretty pretty nice uh, pour-over method. It, it just has a flat bottom, and it has three little, tiny little holes here to allow the coffee to flow through. Uh, it uses a fairly th- thick paper filter, so it gets a lot of sediment out um, resulting in a
1: pretty clean, crisp cup. And so what are the advantages of that? And, and you talked about prepping prepping the filter and everything. And yeah. so walk, walk me through that in, in, a, in a layman's way. So I was, basically what I was trying to do is keep this
3: uh, bed of coffee as level as possible throughout that time. And I was also trying to saturate all the grounds, making sure everything was properly saturated
1: um, and off-gassing. Um, the right amount of time, and so is that a, an advantage of this specific technique? And then, and then, tell me like why you would pick a certain technique. Like, why would you pick this one versus an Italian press or a French press or anything like that? Sure, um, I think this specifically this brew method,
3: I it's a favorite of mine, and like I said earlier, it's it's very crisp and clean, uh, allowing us to pick up on those more specific notes. Um, for instance, if you were to brew. Uh, a French press, it could possibly come out a little bit more muddled or have more sediment in the cup resulting in a little bit of a heavier uh, coffee and that might change your perception of the characteristics of the coffee.
1: So is there a time that you would opt for that technique over say this one? Possibly, it depends on the co- type of coffee. Like if, if we um,
3: purchased a coffee that was extremely chocolate forward or woody or had some of those like smoky characteristics, perhaps we would try something that was different like a French press or an AeroPress. press that's some, something that's full immersion, meaning that it's, it's sitting in the water for steeping like a tea brewer for mm-hmm. a duration time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thing, like these terms, man. Like I'm like thinking Woody to, and to fully submerged. And, like all these things. I'm like, you guys are getting way too ridiculous with this. <laughs> to put it, to put it, I'm sitting here like, yeah, go on. I have an Aeropress. <laughs> yeah. I have a French press. Yeah, like, yeah heck on, yeah. Now. I
2: mean, I mean, to, but to be frank, like to put it, to put it, super, super simply, like good coffee is coffee that you like. Right, and so like whatever your preference is, whatever, like your brewing, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever your brewing, whatever your brewing preferences, right? Whatever, whatever oh, it is that you really, sure, really enjoy.
0: Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's getting late tonight. It's I'm good sorry. coffee. <laughs> we've, we've reached the after
1: hours, uh, after dark uh, version of the WGM podcast.
2: <laughs> so this is gonna get the PG thirteen rating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, how spoiled do you get, both of you? Like, whenever you know you you obsess over this. You nerd out over it. It's your profession. Like what does a cup of coffee look like at home? And I'll, I'll ask a, a second que- a question of that. What, what are the common mistakes that the home coffee drinker is, is doing? Oh
2: man. I can go first. Yeah, sure. I feel like you're more obsessive at home. Um, I, I rarely drink coffee at home and it's not because I don't like it or it's not because of, Anything along those lines. It's mostly because first I'm I'm in either the cafe or the roastery, six days a week. Most of the time, seven days a week. So most days I come home and I've already had plenty of mm-hmm. plenty of plenty of coffee. Um, but outside of that, on the days that I don't, and on the outside, on the days that I'm like fully at home, it's not that I don't want to have any more coffee. It's that the caffeine is just like so oversaturated in like me that detox. I'm just like I need a day to rest. Um, but then outside of that, like. I am a full believer in the cafe experience. Like I believe that there is something special when someone makes you a cup of coffee. Um, You can make yourself a cup of coffee all day long. If you get an espresso machine, you can make yourself shots of espresso and learn how to dial them in and take the time with that. But there's something magical about walking up to a bar, asking for a good cup of coffee and then, or a shot of espresso and, and getting that result and knowing that like, that is the work of that person dialing in that coffee earlier that morning and then the roaster roasting that coffee you know, earlier that week and then outside of that, the, the processor processing that coffee you know, months ago and outside of that, the producer you know, picking that coffee and harvesting that coffee uh, months before that too. And so there's, this, there's a, a magic that happens inside of a cafe um, and that's why I 100%, even if I have a day off and I want a cup of coffee, I either make my way to Wyatt's or any of the other awesome cafes that we have in town. Mm-hmm.
0: How do you instill those values into your team? Mm. Because I think like, you know, I, I like I hear that and like and I know like I can see y'all's passion and like this, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, I, like I hear I'm like, man, that's so rich and like I love it. And I'm like, but how do you get that person, you know, you're not at the shop. How do you get that person who's serving it to like, you know, create that
2: experience for that person? Um, I mean, it's... That's a super great question. And that is almost 100% of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, like my my role with Wyatt's, with the cafe, um, is sure, in operations, I make sure everything's running smoothly day to day, but more specifically, in when it comes to education, specifically education with our staff, so much of our education really comes down to value alignment. It comes down to, let's make sure that we are on the same page when it comes to the way that we think about Coffee, but then outside of outside of just coffee specifically, um, the way that we think about experiences and what we want to create in the cafe, right? Um, we we live by three core values—not not core values per se, but by three missions per se. Uh, at the cafe, the first being. We wanna create remarkable experiences for all of our guests. Um, The second being we wanna serve absolutely amazing coffee. And the third one being uh, we wanna love our community. And in in, in loving our community, we wanna love each other while we're here, right? We wanna make this a fun work environment. Um, And so everything centers around that first one right uh, creating a remarkable experience so, like sure you can serve a great cup of coffee don't get me wrong but unless there's a remarkable experience unless there's something you know I think it's like it's like you say it like the businesses that make you go whoa right like mm-hmm. the um, unless you leave that business and you want to go somewhere else and tell somebody about that experience you've had, in my opinion you've done nothing and so to answer your question very specifically like how do we instill those values it starts on day one um, we part of what I believe is like so vital to any team is proper orientations, right? Uh, Proper times where they get to hear from an owner or a manager and understand like what they're expected to do, but not only what they're expected to do, but how the company thinks through things, right? How the company approaches problems, how, uh, what the company believes, like what are the values that we believe in? Um, And in that orientation, most of it is just training on creating those remarkable experiences. The excitement comes with it. Everyone that works for us is excited about coffee. It just happens. You're you're stoked, you're sitting there, there's new coffees coming in every week, you get to taste everything, you're brewing it on espresso, you're brewing it on a pour over. Um, So the excitement is natural, but what really creates the connection with the guest is that focus on creating that remarkable experience, that focus on taking someone that might not be knowledgeable at all about coffee and taking them to try this crazy Ethiopian coffee or to try our, our Costa Rican coffee, which is crazy as well. Um, yeah.
0: Anything that you guys have done during this time with, of COVID when it comes to the customer experience? Because I, I look at like our business mm-hmm. and the everything that's happened this year and how the customer, I mean, I was literally commenting what yesterday saying you know i don't know 70% of our team doesn't even know that we did celebration pictures because mm-hmm. we've had that we've had that turnover in this time of the and we used to like somebody would buy a scooter we'd ring a bell celebrate you know gather around the customer you know take a big take a big picture and like real, like give them a polaroid to send yeah, home yeah like 70% of our team doesn't even know that we've done that because we've had that yeah. turnover in the last year and you you know what i mean and so I don't know. Is there anything that you guys have done to, you know, really pivot that experience during during this time? Because you really kind of, mi- I mean, at least up to what maybe a, m- a couple months ago, like you're really missing out on the coffee house experience, so to speak, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, and I mean, even until today, it's still super weird. Yeah. I think
0: I I
3: came in just after, um, I think Gabe and his wife, during the midst of the the thick of it. They were handling the situation pretty well, but it was just them for a while, and so they saw the the most difficult parts of like the the stay-at-home stuff, um, as far as like why it's staying open and stuff like that. Um, But for me, I think going back to your previous question, like how do you get engagement and people excited about what you're doing, specifically your employees. Uh, for me, it's more of living living as an example and a model. Um, I don't really have to get excited about work because I already am like, I don't feel like I'm working. Um, especially moving from like a desk job, a cubicle like insurance for a couple years, moving to this, it just, I don't know, it's, it seems really organic. Um, it's been just a lot of fun.
2: You're doing what you love, man. Yeah. Leading by example is everything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. leading by example is absolutely everything. Um, To to go to your COVID question specifically about yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) No, you're you're good. Um, I'm in agreement with you. Um, It's been difficult, of course. It's kind of shifted. I I, when you say that like seventy percent of your staff don't know what it's like to do kind of something that's maybe been traditional for you for years. Right. right? I feel that. I feel that to the core because even in you know our cafe is reopened right now at like. Forty percent seating, a little under forty percent seating. Um, we we have like very limited seats available at Wyatts right now, um, and um, which is you know it's been it's been good and it's it's helped uh, business and it's given people the opportunity to be able to sit down and hang out in a cafe and enjoy coffee the way you know we want people to enjoy coffee. Um, but it uh, throughout the whole process it it was always hard, but it was always like. Whatever decision that we made, we needed to make sure that our mission, right, the, what we wanted to do and what we believe as a company was always in in accordance with it. And so, um, one of the first things that we did at the beginning, when we had every when our when the shop itself was uh, was closed for seating, is that we started offering deliveries, um, and we we came up with this idea of like, okay, let's. Delivering individual cups of coffee is hard. It's uh, They're not going to come hot enough or they're going to have all the ice melted. Um, you have to run around everywhere to make, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks at a time. It's not really worth for us to do that. We decided to do weekly bulk deliveries. And we would deliver 32 or 64 ounces of cold brew or like batched out lattes or tea. We would deliver bags of coffee and we would do delivery once a week and one of the basically we, we basically wanted to think through the delivery in in our mission right and so first was can we create a remarkable experience with the delivery and i believe i was like absolutely yes we can um can we uh are we going to serve our amazing coffee absolutely same processes same quality we're going to do that as well are we going to love each other you know we were able Because of the delivery, we were able to bring some of our staff back. We were able to have people employed. So I was like, absolutely. So we went off on this journey of like, how do we perfect the delivery? (laughs) And I started studying like some of the giants, you know? uh, Why does Domino's make you feel good when you order Domino's, right? They're in constant communication with you. And so we were like, all right, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna make sure that when we're delivering, we, we're shooting people texts and we're That's like, hey, right now. We're, we're on our way to you, you know, or hey, we just dropped this off at your front door. Or even, you know, for some people, like we would even call them and just be like, hey, I uh, hope you've been having a great day. Like, thank you so much for ordering and supporting local. Like, your coffee's right at your front door for you. You know, we'll see you next week. Um, and our demand for deliveries got so big that um, we had to start capping them um, and we basically started doing um, it was it ended up being about a four and a half hour route through Gainesville mm-hmm. uh, where we would just drive all the way up all the way down um, and we would do about a day and a half's worth of sales <laughs> in a delivery route. And so it, it was crazy and it was it was just one of those immediate moments where it's like people are really liking this once because it's convenient, but too like it feels, Kind of like what it would feel like when you come into Wyatts, right? It's still your same familiar barista coming to your door and dropping off that 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 coffee. Um, you're still you're like there's still an element of human contact, not uh, not actual contact, but you, right. you understand what I'm saying? There's me. a call. Um, And uh, and everyone's stoked. Everyone's super stoked about it. And so that was really exciting. That that in and of itself, those deliveries in and of itself allowed me to be able to to staff two of my uh, two of my staff like two of my staff members who we had previously had to like furlough for a moment there. And so that was incredible. Um, Moving on after after that, when we reopened our our cafe for like walk up ordering and stuff like that. one of the one of the f- missions that we wanted is that we wanted people to to feel absolutely safe, um, but we also wanted it to feel um, we also wanted people to um, to feel the like we wanted people to be inside of our shop, and so we actually set up like a little pickup station. In fact, Colin, I think you like Instagram Live, like we like chatted for like a half second one oh, of those yeah, days, yeah, yeah. and I think I showed you like the little setup. We had like tables set up right at the front door, and people would walk in into this tiny little like a little insert and they would have their menus and anything else around them and everything was fully contactless and people loved it. Um, And so basically kind of transitioning into the now moment that we're in, our focus is so wholeheartedly into like, how can we make sure that the people that are coming and the people that are comfortable to come in um, feel loved, and then how can we also make sure that people that that don't want to come in, the people that you know want to order online and and maybe continue staying home, like can do that as well. And so uh, we've actually even set up a fully contactless online ordering pickup station outside. And so if you order online, you don't even have to. Touch our door handle, you can pick it up right outside. Your order is ready for you typically within like five to 10 minutes from the time you order it. And so it's all about experience. It's all about yeah, how smart, can we man. make sure that people feel loved? How can we make sure that we have the right experience for everyone, not just one kind of person? Smart. Sweet.
1: So before we wrap up and, and give you guys a chance to uh, get your information out there so our listeners can can contact you and enjoy that experience, right? Um, I, I wanna give you a chance to tell me how uh, pretentious I am and tell you about my my home cup technique and then I wanna hear about noise because sure. we did talk about that. So uh, I'm proof that just because you can Google something and arm yourself with the tools doesn't mean that you're good at anything, right? <laughs> I don't know, um, YouTube. Right, right, exactly. So I got really into this um, uh, pretend that I'm gonna be good at, at drinking coffee and, and I bought like a little, like I work for my coffee on the weekends and I can only do it on the weekends because I have to work for it. I have a hand crank, yes, um, ceramical, uh, ceramic conical burrs that I sit there and just, and, and it only gives you enough to do like maybe one, maybe two cups and I sit there and just do it as slowly as I can, right? <laughs> you can adjust the grind on it so I can get an espresso grinder. And then I'll usually either do Italian press or French press, I have an Aero presser or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's and that's how that's what I roll with. Um,
0: I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, (laughs) I really not.
1: Um, (laughs) And and then I've recently tried to start doing like, and I'll put quotes. um, If you're not listening, I'm doing air quotes. uh, Espresso through the Aeropress, which is a a really kind of I don't think it's actually espresso at all. But (laughs) but you know I try. Anyway, so that that's what I do at home. Like I said, you can tell me that's pretentious. Tell me that it's worth it. What whatever. Uh, But but. Tell me. No. And then tell me what your home technique is, knowing.
3: No, I think that's great. I mean, I think that's that's really awesome. Um, brewing coffee at home, whether it's on a rush or it's like an hour or so, like whatever time to yourself is a great experience. Like, um, I'm a dad, so my morning routine is usually uh, just like an, one of those uh, auto drip, just like a small, basic brewer. Um, I have my grinder. And, but whenever I have some time, I'll do one of these guys, the Kalita, the pour over. I also have like an AeroPress, Chemex, and uh, I have a, like a little attachment for the AeroPress to make espresso. To, I, there there's an
1: attachment. Prisma?
3: Yeah. Prismo is that what it's called? There's like some small attachment. Oh, I had no idea there's an attachment. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff. you do get sure on the
0: fully submerged
2: attachment.
1: Yeah. Right. Fully submerged. So, what is one quick tip that you can give to the listening audience that'll turn them, uh, it'll heighten their home cup up just a little bit? Like, it is is it temperature? Is it technique? Is it what? I mean, sure. One one quick home tip.
3: I yeah. have a coffee,
0: make mine. It makes the world of difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would
3: say, um. High quality water. So either going to the store and getting some high quality filtered water or making it your own. There's some recipes out there for like distilled water with, we won't get too much into it. But um, yeah, high quality water. Sephora
2: Hills is fantastic. <laughs> Let's just buy Sephora we'll Hills have. at the store. Okay,
3: <laughs> high quality water and then a high quality uh, coffee grinder those two things.
1: So it's about the grind. So, so if you were going to recommend, uh, you'd say get the whole bean, grind it yourself. Yep. Okay. Yep. We,
2: we always cry just a tiny little bit whenever someone orders pre-ground coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, a, just a tiny little tear. Does it, it make
1: that big of a difference? Because oh, yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. might, might go that route and not know, you know, how big of a difference that makes, right? But like, it, it, that's a take-home difference for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's not the end of the world, but, <laughs> but I mean, you you offer it because people buy it. <laughs> yeah. And, and little
2: tears on the Right.
0: Nonetheless. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's good. That's well, good. It's, the con- a, it's the convenience. It's the convenience side of it. Of course. I mean, of I, just course. To, I just want to pour it in. I don't want to grind yeah, it myself. Yeah. work. I gotta buy your coffee and then I gotta work. But it's that little <laughs> bit that bring that heightens your cup. Man. I get yeah. it, but I don't want to work. Little things. I do you have one final
3: tip for you to heighten your cup. Sure. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: You can use
3: a, a power drill for your <laughs> hand grinder uh-huh. attach it to the hand grinder. I
1: never even thought about that for a second. No more no more sore So is, is, speed, is speed a function of that? Because I always heard, like, you know, you need to do it slow, but maybe that's not.
0: <laughs> this episode oh, is uh, I'm just thinking
1: about your arms. You can,
3: <laughs> well,
0: right. But, again, I'm
1: going for the, I'm, you know, it's like if, if speed is an enemy, then I'm, I'm doing it slow. You drill it. You, you know? can go slow.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, uh, oh, Colin's still in, like, middle <laughs> No,
0: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <score> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm having fun. Okay. Wrap us g- up. Tell yeah. tell our tell oh our audience gosh. where
1: they can reach out with you, where they can uh, visit you obviously, get get a part of that forty percent <laughs> seating, schedule a delivery,
3: anything yeah, like that. Sure. So as Sorry. far as the resident side, uh, our website's resident dot coffee. That's um and then our
2: www.resident.coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: That's and awesome. then the .coffee. Instagram is at resident co. Um I believe we have a Facebook as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Facebook Just for that, coffee. and then Gabe, what about the?
2: Wyatts? Yeah, our shop is open at uh, 202 Southeast Second Ave, Gainesville, Florida 32601. You can follow us at Wyatt's Coffee on Instagram or Boom. order online at wyattscoffee.com.
0: Beautiful. Boom. So, I had fun. Did you have fun? I had a you blast. No, I had a blast. <laughs> I like. I learned like, that I don't like have, have my the, middle school yeah, like. Well, you know, Woody. <laughs> hey thanks for the coffee guys yeah of course I'm going to
2: yeah, be yeah, up all night right. now
1: Allison will be happy that we have coffee back under uh, our roof home? <laughs> oh never
2: mind
0: <laughs> Allison don't watch this
2: sorry you can order some at Resident Coffee that's right that's right,
0: <laughs> that's right. Uh, well let me wrap us up really quick hey we want to give a special thanks to all the sponsors that make this happen um, please make sure if you ne- would like to connect with our sponsors uh, go look at all of them they're at whoagnv.com forward slash sponsors um, special love to the entire team that makes this possible and anything else man it's December 7th we are holidays are ahead 2021's ahead That's everybody right. get excited Get excited. drink We're some coffee get hyped three
1: weeks away from 2021 we thought we'd never get there but here
0: we are <laughs> let's go this is the WHOA GNV podcast the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa whoa we'll see you later Bye. nailed it